I'm on the plum sofa, and this is Mind the Gap. Well, last episode, I let you in on my two-year paralysis in starting this podcast, and I challenged anyone listening to name whatever that one thing is in your life that you know, that you know, that you know you want to start, you know it's good, but you feel stuck. So I've been asking people, One young person at the edge of completing her doctorate said, well, mine is self-care. And then a middle-aged man told me about a project he had on his radar for a decade. It's that one thing in the back of your mind that just doesn't go away, but you haven't kick-started it yet. Well, this podcast is defying my stuck status, embracing the unknown, dealing with annoying things I'd rather avoid, but mostly smash-facing my fear. Someone said before you can become a master at something, you have to go through the look-like-a-fool stage. Well, I guess that's my starting point here. So I'm taking a deep breath, and I'm picking up the gauntlet, if not for anything else, just to prove to myself that I can do this. Everybody needs a noble aim, and I guess this is mine. But today I want to put my heartbeat into words about the inspiration for calling this podcast Mind the Gap. London is one of my favorite cities. My last trip there was a couple of years ago with an incredible group of friends to Battersea, a sweet little suburb on the edge of the city. Now, if you ever happen to be in Battersea, stop by Fresh Ground Cafe to get your favorite cup of joe, or maybe a tea and crumpet, and tell my friend Jason hey for me. But at 17 years old, London was my first international trip, Heathrow, my first international airport. I was immediately hooked on the charm of Europe. Traveling became an instantaneous passion of what turned into a love of mine. I have explored the world as well as all 50 states and Canada from the east to the west. I love it. But the UK, I love it mostly because it gave me John, Paul, George, and Ringo when I was a 12-year-old. And London for Abbey Road, where hopefully my name is still written on the wall at the famous studio. Ah, but I'm off track. I need to get back to what inspired Mind the Gap. Probably the most efficient way to get around the city is on the subway. the the London Underground, it's also known as the Tube. And it doesn't take long before you hear this automated warning when you get on and off the train. Mind the gap! It plays thousands of times a day at every stop, calling attention to that hazardous gap between the train and the platform. And if you don't pay attention to that gap or that warning, That missing piece, that dark, empty chasm, it will potentially trip you up and ultimately can cause you great harm. That intentional warning, mind the gap, serves a really important purpose. Now, as a licensed therapist and as a leader in a faith community, I spent years counseling and coaching people not to mention the challenges of my own personal relationships. And a parallel emerged of the importance of that automated warning when dealing with humans and relationships. Gaps divide people. And when those gaps are ignored, denied, 
or avoided, it can cause a lot of harm. Now, the obvious gaps that we deal with in our culture and in life are age and generational gaps, racial gaps, sexuality, religious, political, and socioeconomic gaps. And I hope to talk to lots of diverse people who are willing to acknowledge those gaps and talk about what it means to kind of close the divide of those gaps. But there are other less obvious and less observed gaps, like what might be lurking and hiding in the gap between where you are now and where you want your life to be. Kind of courageously shining a light into that gap that just might be the key to closing that divide. What lies inside those gaps is power and opportunity to build up or tear down, and we get to choose. Just like my young doctoral student that has a gap between where she is, kind of overwhelmed and overworked, emotionally fatigued, which is her train, that's what she's on right now, and where she wants to be kind of free of the perfectionism, free-spirited and intentional about being healthy emotionally and mentally. That's the platform she'd like to get to. And what's standing in the gap between those two? Is it confidence? Is it unresolved hurt from a relationship? Striving to please others, maybe? All of that's pretty relevant stuff, and oftentimes we don't We don't pay attention to really what can make a huge difference in our lives. Now, she's one of my heroes because she's doing just that. She's getting help in the midst of uh, being in the intensity of her education and her life and relationships. And she's, she's getting help to mind her own gaps. Like I said, she's one of my heroes. I've seen my share of devastation, families, marriages, politics, religion through the years, and I have found that division can breed nasty. And the old adage that a house divided falls, ah, it just too often rings true. So I'm setting out in this new venue with a new sense of curiosity And I'm anticipating learning some new things about gaps. I want to contribute to closing the Great Divide. Uh, You might say I'm a dreamer, but since I've been a child, I've had this eternal flame of hope just kind of burning in my spirit that never seems to go out. And it it has burned brightly at times, but other times it has dimmed to a flicker by disillusionment and actually threatening to go out. Kind of reminds me of the eternal flame I saw for the first time at John F. Kennedy's graveside on my high school senior trip decades ago. Through wind, rain, storms, controversy, that flame hasn't been extinguished since 1967. That's a long time for a flame to burn. Well, I heard Brene Brown, she's an author and a speaker and a leading researcher of human emotions, in an interview just today. And uh, she said that she was asked, what is the best emotion for a human to have? 
And she said, it's childlike awe and wonder. And all my life, I have valued that emotion. And I've actually enjoyed it because there is like this childlike place within me that I don't ever want to lose because I learned so much from children and and see how they approach life. And it's just something that I've wanted to keep no matter how old I've gotten. But I've also found in this life that disillusionment, ugh, it can kill childlike awe and wonder. But you know what? I'm just stubborn enough to want mine back. So I've been looking into the gaps in my own life and, the, and what disillusionment, you know, even at this stage of life has, has done to me. And like I said, I'm stubborn enough. I want to keep mine or I want mine back. I also heard an interview with one of my favorite recording artists today, her. Now that's H period E period R, her. And she said that Alicia Keys told her one time that you can do anything with three chords and the truth. And by truth, she meant finding and being true to her authentic self. Her said this, she said, It would be easy for me to write a love song. It's no big deal. I can pull one of those out any time. But I only write what comes from who I am. That's strong. See, I just happen to think if people can mind the gaps, something extraordinary might just happen. I don't know how it'll go for sure. But I saw one time carved in a stone wall at Sundance in Utah, Robert Redford said this. He said, everything is an experiment. Well, this is mine. Maybe this can create some extraordinarily ordinary new spaces. I can't know completely what this is going to look like until I step out and I have courage to engage in my part. I happen to believe anything can get better. And things can become clear as we step out, as we begin with intention, just stepping out onto the playing field instead of just playing it safe in the stands. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I don't think I'm the only one. I think some of you out there might be with me on this. I have this prized piece of artwork hanging on my wall. It's a peace pipe made by a Blackfeet Nation artist. I was heading into the Badlands in South Dakota, and I stopped at a shop at the entrance where I almost talked myself out of getting it because it was quite pricey. I'm so glad I didn't pass it up. I love how it represents the rhythm of my heartbeat. The pipe is sacred to First Nations people. In the past, it was used to open negotiations between different nations as a way for for good talk to take place. And though they may have been at war with each other because of their differences, they were willing to sit down and listen and talk. There seemed to be a common universal respect for the ceremonial peace pipe. Different perspectives, different values, different goals, yet a commitment to close the divide by paying attention to what separated them, what was in the gap. That's strong. 
Well, I'm hoping that Mind the Gap can be that. A place where good talk between people who are very different will reveal what it takes to close some gaps. There's an incredible movie of Native Nation people who I'm, a, I'm just drawn uh, to that culture um, because of their spirituality, traditions, and wisdom. And a beautiful line in that mu- movie by this old sage, he said, learning is the foundation of humility. We can learn a lot from each other if we lay down our judgy spirit and and really pick up respect and engage respecting others and ourselves. That means digging into what we don't know rather than just telling others what we do know. That's humility. I know a lot after decades of life But I can tell you I don't know everything, and I still have a lot to learn from others who think, act, and live differently than me. I don't know all that's lurking inside the gaps, nor does anyone really, but I do know I'm a peacemaker by nature, not a peacekeeper. Now there is a huge difference between the two. A peacekeeper will avoid conflict at all costs and just simply hopes the chaos goes away on its own. Well, I can tell you, it doesn't. But a peacemaker is willing to engage in conflict, seeing it, seeing conflict actually as something that can create growth, and it can move towards healing. It's having the tough conversations. The peacemaker is willing to have the tough conversations and but really practicing having those with poise and that's definitely something that i've i've have to work at and i work at and it's refusing to take things personally and facing the ugly with the hope that gaining personal confidence and self-respect is a missing piece that's lying inside the gap all i know is I have to fulfill my purpose as a peacemaker. And that might mean unearthing the invisibles, believing something extraordinary just might happen, and then peace just might have a chance. So, here's to the random people I'll encounter over the next year, and here's to the conversations, intense or otherwise, that find some common space. And here's to some free therapy for anyone that's courageous enough to dig in and mind the gaps in your own life and relationships. I think that can happen here too. And here's to the countryside I hope to see in our adventure van as we take off and talk to extraordinarily everyday wonderful people along the way. And here's to building up and restoring my own random little piece of the world. I'm on the plum sofa, and this is Mind the Gap.